The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're doing something a little bit different. We're actually speaking to one of our students, dare I say fans, maybe I don't dare, don't know. Uh, it's, it's Giselle Sinhalaire from Sunyata Movement Studio. Uh, we're going to be talking to her about what she's been implementing in her business, and in particular, one quite interesting and very successful campaign that she ran recently. Now, before we get into that, we would love to give you a list of the top 10 books we recommend right now to improve your email marketing. And they're not all email marketing books. In fact, most of them aren't. That's one of the resources you'll find completely for free if you head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash resources. He's just started taking some brain supplements to try and become as clever as he thinks he is. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And he loves Toad in the Hole, Pigs in Blankets, and is an all-round sausage fanatic. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. Kennedy I have to say, that was quite hard to get my mouth around. Your sausage was what I was going to say. That was uh, was quite a hard sentence to say. So what are these brain supplements going to do for you then? So apparently Stephen Fry takes them, and he's clever, isn't he? So uh, apparently they're going to make you more energetic, sleep better, more focused, more productive, and much better looking. Are you taking a bottle at a time? (laughs) A bottle a day keeps the ugly away. (laughs) Hello, this is the show where we give course creators, coaches and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every all together now, Email Marketing Wednesday! I'm getting more and more pissed off as the weeks go by that this is catching on. I can't believe it's happening. Just stop encouraging him, everyone. Uh, thank you for all the uh, the tweets with the hashtag, the the Instagram stories, the people posting in the Facebook group with Email Marketing Wednesday. We really appreciate it. By the way, while uh, while you're listening, do us a favor. We don't want you to make. Sh- we want to make sure you do not miss a single episode of the show. So take your phone out, hit the subscribe button, and that means a new episode will download to your device every single week. And as you're listening to this, take a photograph, a lovely selfie or a screenshot of the episode you're listening to, shove it on social media and tag us. Uh, Make sure you let us know what episodes you are listening to. We'd love to see what, what floats your boat. Mate, I'm really excited that we've got Giselle joining us all the way from lovely Canada. Me too. This is going to be fun. This is going to be really, really good. We've never done this before. So we might, we might cock it up and we get all listeners, Rob and Kennedy, cock it up. Hi, Giselle. Hey, good to be here. Thanks for joining us. We're really excited to have you with us because obviously you've been uh, you've been working with us for quite a while and stuff like that. But before we get into any of that stuff, um, give us a bit of background. Tell us about what your business is. What is it you do? Yeah, so um, my name is Giselle St. Hilaire. I work for Sunyata Movement Studio. I say I work for. I own Sunyata Movement Studio. Right. And I'm learning to not work for Sunyata Movement Studio, but actually run a business. And you guys are helping me do that. So I help people overcome pain and injury. I come from a background of physiotherapy, but I was a little bit disillusioned with what I could do for clients. And I started doing this where I re-educate people's overall movement patterns to help them with pain. Love Amazing. It. 
That Such explains it much better than we could ever try to explain just the magic that you're doing. <laughs> I've heard Rob try to explain it before and he always ends up giving up at the end. He goes, but she explains it so much better than I am not doing it justice. Like I always feel bad for Rob when he tries to explain what Giselle, what Giselle does. So the way you, t- the way you do this for people is quite interesting because yes, you, you do see clients one-to-one and you, you help them with that. But what are the sort of the format in which your business deliver, delivers these deliverables, if you want to call them that? Yeah, so it used to be that most of my business was hands-on. So I work with people doing hands-on work. Um, I do something called the Feldenkrais Method. So there's two aspects to it. The hands-on work is called functional integration work. And then I teach classes called Awareness Through Movement classes. So I'm verbally guiding people through lessons. And that's where I started to package uh, workshops that I would teach because people wanted to review those lessons again. They wanted to do them again, so they wanted recordings. And that's when I thought I should start leveraging what I know and selling online. And that's what I've been working on, especially this past year with the pandemic. Right. Absolutely. And you know, so, I, so many people listening to this will relate to that, taking the thing they've got and kind of accidentally stumbling into this idea of actually, do you know what? There's there's definitely a business to be made from from selling this stuff online. So at what point in your journey with setting that stuff up did you say, oh, I need to start building an email list. I'm going to take that seriously. At what point did you kind of dive into email marketing? Oh, my. I I mean, that started quite a few years ago, but being so busy with in-person clients and not quite dedicating myself to it and not knowing where to go to find the help I needed, um, I understood sort of the concepts, but I, I couldn't get in behind the scenes to develop my capacity for this this whole aspect of working and copywriting and being online to actually make it work. So it's been years, in fact. That's really interesting. So what would you say was like your biggest barrier to to making the email element of your business work? So you've you created a you created a course and you put it online and it's a fantastic course. And you put it online and Obviously, sales don't just happen. Like people don't walk past your shop window. Obviously, a lot of people have had to leverage themselves online. So, and you said that just then you you recognise this need to do email marketing, but then you were like, uh, I need to learn this because like, what was your big sort of barrier? I think e- emailing my list was huge. So the, I was one of those people who always emailed my list whenever I had something to offer. So I was always selling something. And it's okay when you have a really hot list, but it's not the best way to do it. If I'm not constantly always offering something, I'm not going to be emailing them very often. And it's not what I want to do to my list. You feel kind of crummy if the only time you're contacting them is because, hey, buy my stuff. Buy my stuff. We've all got friends like that. The only you know, the phone rings or you see their WhatsApp message coming, you go, yeah, what do they want now? Those friends are called Rob. <laughs> Um, just, just, just so you know. Um, and so what did your email marketing actually look like? like? What was the state of play before joining our membership, the league and getting, getting into our world? What, what was it looking like at that point? I had a trickle, an absolute tiny trickle of new people coming in all the time. And, uh, you know, I had a freebie and all that. I had my lead magnet, but again, it was just a, an absolute trickle. And over years, you know, I was building up to maybe... A thousand subscribers, maybe 750 that were really confirmed. And I would email them. I, I got to the point where I felt more comfortable to email them, say, three, four, five times before I sold them something. And then it would be pretty quiet until I had something else of significance to share. So it might be three months before I'd email them three, four, five times again for something I was, I was offering. And that was it, honestly. 
And it, that sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that sounds like it was quite driven by the thing you wanted to sell at the time rather than where they were at in their journey with you or with themselves or what their problem was. Like, I've got this thing to sell. I'm going to put it up. Some people might buy it. Is that how it was? 100%. It's not how I wanted to do it. But I, I you know, I started tagging people. But even that whole process wasn't, it was not well organized. Like, I didn't know how to actually meet them where they were at and was very afraid to email them more often. Okay, right. let's, let's talk a little bit about what systems you have in, in place in particular. So which system are you using? Which platform for your email marketing? So I'm using ConvertKit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what did that look like inside? Was that, were you mainly doing like broadcast emails that you sort of write and send in real time? Everyone gets the same thing at the same time. Or were you using some, some automations, no automations, all automations? Like, wh- what did that look like? Yeah, so it initially started, it was just broadcasts. Mm -hmm. That was all it was. And then I got a little bit more sophisticated when I started having the automations like onboarding sequences or welcome sequences. And those might be, you know, two to four emails because I sell sell a handful of small products for a small amount as well as the free content. So that's about as sophisticated as I got was uh, the the follow-up emails once someone did buy or did get into the free library that I offer. That was about it. One of the things that I think is really interesting before we get into starting to what you changed about the way that you sell and the way that you market is obviously one of the first things that we try and encourage a lot of people to do is to sort of just give that list a little bit of a clean up, get it tidied up, get it audited. Now we've got a campaign for doing that, which you have eventually used. But before that, you just had a really interesting approach to getting that that dealt with. Do you want to talk to us about that? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, if I remember correctly, what you offered was you sort of combined these these things a little bit. Where I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna separate them out a bit. So I'm gonna start to email them by letting them know I need to do a better job of serving you. So that was the perspective I took, and I told them for me what felt comfortable was three times a week for two reasons. One, I was I can swear, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was scared shitless of of just completely obliterating my list if I email started emailing them every day. But the other reason was I have to start with something I know that I can be consistent enough with that I'm going to carry on doing. So three times a week felt reasonable, um, and I gave them the option to opt out, so they don't have to receive these if they don't want. Uh, and then I helped them know you can do what you want with them. Like I'm very transparent and honest. Like you can just store them, you can delete them, you can read them, whatever you want, but this is what I'm going to do. And then what I noticed is initially a lot of people started dropping off themselves. So they'd unsubscribe, which was great. And I just let that run for a few months. Um, and then the other shocking, beautiful thing was how many people responded to those emails. So rather than me being terribly afraid that they'd think I was a big spammer, I got all these, uh, I got great love back, you know? So it was really, it was really fun. And I let those people auto, like uh, self-select for, I bet you it was three or four months. And then I reached the steady state. No more, no significant unsubscribers. And that's when I ran the uh, cold subscriber campaign. I can't remember what it's called, but where I found the cold subscribers who hadn't engaged for three months. And I ran the campaign that you teach us to run. And then I unsubscribed all those people who, who stopped coming. And the, the, that's what I was watching for as well, is how many people are unengaged. And that number kept shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking over those three, three or four months. So the number of cold subscribers I had to go clean up ended up really small in comparison. Before wow. it would have been 300 people, and then it ended up being about, I don't know, 30 or 40 people. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I th- 
What's interesting about that, though, is if you take your list that was, say, up to maybe a thousand subscribers or something, and then over time, just by emailing them more often, showing up more often, you gave the ones who were less interested the opportunity to leave quietly out the back door, and then that shrunk that down by like 300 people. So your list is significantly smaller because that's really interesting, especially when we now start to move on. Okay, great. How much money did you start to make from that as going forward? So the list is now significantly smaller, right? Yep. So interesting. Cool. So let's just talk about those replies for a second. You started getting replies from people. You were emailing more often. So you increased your frequency. So what were you putting in those emails that were starting to elicit these replies? <laughs> oh, following your good advice. So I, I would tell <laughs> what's the most oh, that was sorry. happened in my day. That wasn't actually a facetious <laughs> question of me going to tell us how wonderful we are. I thought this was still part of the story before us. Okay, fine. So you started implementing like the daily email strategy, that kind of thing. Exactly. And okay. yeah, for me, it was three times a week. Mm-hmm. Exactly so. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So let's let's get into what would you say? And we'll get into some let's get into some numbers now, actually. Let's do that. I was gonna come back to that, but let's look at the numbers. So one of the key metrics we often talk about is your earnings per subscriber per month. Like how much are you actually earning for every subscriber who's on your list? And that's a really useful metric for most of us to know. Uh, I know you're hot on your numbers. So before working this way, before changing the way you did your email marketing and really paying it some attention, what sort of revenue were you making per subscriber? Yeah, so I picked I picked uh, June 1st to June 30th because it, it, it depends. Uh, different times a year, I'll sell different things for sure. different reasons. So I wanted to make sure I picked a, a, a fair enough comparison. Mm-hmm. So last year from January 1st to June 30th, for those six months, I was making about a dollar... $1.30 per subscriber. Which is great, by the way. Like, if you look at the global number you're trying to get, apparently, according to, I don't even know who, like, the people, they, they, whoever they are, they say you're trying to get to a dollar per subscriber per month, and you were already smashing that. So, to all intents and purposes, you could have just put your feet up and go, oh, that's lovely, I'm, I'm nailing this email marketing thing. Obviously, um, you're one of those people who likes to master things, you're really into mastering, it speaks to kind of the work that you do anyway. Um, what does the after picture look like? So we went from a dollar thirty, did you say? Yep. What happened and within? I mean, how long did it? How long is the period are we talking about that you implemented our approach? Um, I've, I started right around that time, which is also why I wanted to pick that time as a okay. as a you know perspective. So I think I joined uh, the league in December, okay. and by January I was sort of into a regular routine. Mm-hmm. And so in the last, uh, in those last six months, now I'm making $4 and 10 cents per subscriber. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Do you feel, like, be dead honest, do you feel like, cause some people might go listen to this thinking that's great, but you've now just become a, an absolute slave to your email marketing. Like you, you're emailing a kajillion times a week and every day. Like, how do you feel about your email marketing now though? I feel so much better about it because, again, I can see the love coming back. Um, mm-hmm. And even if it's not always there, people are not leaving my list and they're right. more engaged. So it's just all good signs. And the other thing I feel about it is I'm actually getting better at it. So for sure, for me, writing's not easy. And so it took some time to learn how to write and to get quicker at the writing. Mm-hmm. But in fact, I'm getting quicker at it and I'm getting much, much, much better at it as time goes on. And I still see tons of room for me to improve in terms of how quickly I can, I can do my email marketing. So mm-hmm. good. It is so, so good. 
I know, obviously, we're talking about like earning per subscriber per month. I know recently you took one of our campaigns, the Time Lord campaign. And um, what what was it that made you decide, actually, I'm going to take one of these campaigns and I'm going to run it live? Because I know that wasn't originally part of the plan. So what was it that made you decide to do that? So it's a very particular uh, course. It's called the Walking Series. And it's springtime. And it's not part of my sort of master plan controller uh, so it's it's a very it's a it's a product that really stands out on its own outside of my funnel, um, but it's a really well loved program. So I thought, well, I got to try this new way of marketing. Mm-hmm. So I I used this campaign, the Time Lord campaign, and I figured spring's going to be the perfect time to run it. Um, here in Canada, especially in Winnipeg, winters are harsh. <laughs> There's a lot less walking going on outside, <laughs> and so I thought this is the time to do it, and it it just it worked brilliantly. It was fabulous. That's awesome. What sort of, what sort of, do you mind sharing what kind of results you got from that campaign? I mean, you don't know the exact numbers off the top of your head, but uh, maybe you do, I don't know. If you want to share them, it's up to you. But what kind of results did you get? Because it's not a long campaign, the Time Lord campaign. Um, it's how many days is it, Rob? You know, five, 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 five days. Five, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, how did yeah. it, I mean, it went well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It went really well, <clears throat> much better than expected. So I was I was crossing my fingers and hoping for ten sales of my five hundred subscribers, mm-hmm. and I got forty. So so I literally had pretty much five hundred people I emailed about it, mm-hmm. just very close to almost my entire list. Only people who had bought it before. I tried to exclude them, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, in the first, let me see here. In the first day, I got six six sales. Um, but by the end of five days, I made I made forty sales. So phenomenal for seventy nine dollar product. I made well over three thousand dollars, and um, yeah, I kept getting some nice comments back and great testimonials. Just without even asking them for it, it was just a great great success. That's awesome. That's awesome. Just amazing. I mean, this is this is the definition of taking a list. First of all, just tidying it up, getting it smaller. Uh, and then taking the people who are super engaged, running campaigns, getting the, the email marketing right. And now the processes are there and you that you can do exactly or are doing exactly what we've talked about before, which is um, build a profitable business out of a little small list that you, pro- you prove you can do it. A few hundred subscribers, prove that it works. And now that means you can have the confidence to go and work for or pay for the list building part to plow people through this. Because if you now start to drive hundreds more or thousands more subscribers through a thing you've already proven works, then you've you've got the perfect system. So, I mean, that's just that's just incredible. I love it. 100%. What would you say if someone listened to this right now and they have a they have a business, they may have a similar size list to you or a smaller or a larger list than you, what would you say based on your knowledge of what you've done and really putting you on the spot, but uh, hopefully this, this will be okay. What would you say is, is something they we should do? Like, what would you say is the thing that's made the most impact on your email marketing? Like the, the, the activity, the thing, what was the thing that you've done? that has had the most impact? Oh boy, the most impact for me of those things, there's, there, there are quite a few things there that changed. But I think for myself, it was actually, when I follow your campaigns and not being afraid to produce video, right. it's not always face forward, like yeah. sometimes those uh, slide decks, like mm-hmm. a, those kind of videos. Mm-hmm. But to put my voice and those videos up and get that running, it was a big step, but hugely beneficial. And I'm much more comfortable with it. It's been really helpful. You guys helped me a lot that way. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Wow. I mean, this is just, I've got, I've got, it's amazing when you see people using your work. You must get this all the time when people see the results from your work, but it's not often you get to sit down and literally have a really frank conversation like this and just go, how did you do that? What did you do? Flipping heck. That's amazing results. Rob, have you got a last closing question? Um, I'm really interested to know, um, with everything that you've, with everything you've done up to this point, What's your kind of next plan with your email marketing? What, what do you want to do next uh, as part of your campaigns, your automations? What, what is it you want to do? Yeah, your growth, I kind of guess, yeah. Yeah, so there's two things I'm doing. And the first you already spoke to, which is huge. I have the confidence now to work hard at getting that list grown. And so for someone like myself who's not been super comfortable with social media and putting money into ads, those kinds of things, I'm starting to dig deep into growing that list because I can see now how it's going to work. So the email part has been huge. Now I see how foundational it is. And um, um, and the next part, yeah, so that's one. And the next part is I still have a nice, uh, I like how you guys talk about the master controller, like the different ways to set up my campaigns to lead them into my my main product, which is a membership, membership site that I'll be launching in September. So... Writing those email campaigns, getting them set up, super exciting. I do actually have one more question I want to slip in. It sort of speaks to a little bit to something Kennedy asked earlier, but in a bit more detail. I want to know, a lot of people think, oh, I just don't have the time to do email marketing because I've got a business to run. I'm too busy making content, doing social media, dealing with customers, doing client work, doing something else. Like, do you feel like email marketing has taken over your life and it's the only thing you ever do to get the results that you've got? Or does it feel like a really streamlined, natural part of what you're doing? No, it's becoming even more and more streamlined. Like I say, it's something that's not easy for me, but it's becoming so much more natural. And it's the thing I'm not going to give up. (laughs) To be honest, I'll give up other things first. I'll give up the social first. I'll give up some other things first. But this email bit is, it's it's absolutely, I can see how essential and foundational it is. There's nothing that's going to beat it. Um... I can't, I can't stress yeah. that enough. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so, yeah, it's, it's becoming that, more, yeah. And the other thing about it, you know what? Once you have these campaigns written, although you can spend a little bit of time getting them set up, and they, I know for myself as a copywriter, I can always improve them. I can go back and I can improve them as I want. But it's this asset that you, when you, when you put a little bit of upfront time to do the campaigns, it's an asset that's going to sit there and work for you. Um, it doesn't take that constant, like mm-hmm. like social takes this constant engaging, this constant creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, so no, it's it doesn't feel like that at all. Could you put a rough Amazing. number on how, how long you spend each week on actually doing any email marketing? How long would you say that takes up of your time? It still can take me up to 30 minutes um, when I'm really slow about it to do my, my three a week, those mm-hmm. ones. Um, but I'm getting quicker sometimes it's, you know, 15 minutes. Uh, so that's times three. And then, um, in terms of spending time learning and or creating campaigns, I'm s- right now, I'm only spending a couple hours a week. It's not as much as I want. Uh, cause I still have some things I really want to put in place. Like I say, building those assets that can sit there and I have a few more of those to do. So I'd probably actually really like to spend three or four hours for another couple of months. And then I probably only need to spend another, I don't know. I bet you an hour a week would be plenty. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. If someone's thinking, oh, I'd really like to check out what Giselle's doing and all of this, uh, the movement stuff that you do and, and all that stuff, where can we go and find out more about you and check out you, your products, your services, and all that sort of stuff? Where should we go? 
sunyatamovementstudio.com. Awesome. We'll put the link to that in the show notes. And of course, if you want to come and discuss anything, any thoughts you've had about what we've discussed with Giselle in this episode, make sure you come and head over to our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community. Literally, hurl open Facebook. Search for the Email Marketing Show Community. We'll be in there. Giselle, Giselle's in there. Rob's in there. Don't let that put you off. And we'll, we'll be continuing that conversation over there. But now it is time for this week's Subject Line of the Week. Subject Line of the the week. This one is uh, Kennedy's Fired. This was an email that we sent out uh, last week during uh, our event uh, when we were running that. Uh, and it was basically about the fact that Kennedy uh, dropped the ball and forgot to upgrade our Zoom account where we had uh, people getting kicked out of the Zoom because we didn't have enough spaces in it uh, for this event that was busier than we expected it to be. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I think anything that creates a bit of it, because we're lucky that there's two of us and therefore we get this sort of like dynamic where sometimes we can like be arguing or it can be a bit of a thing. So I I've quite often done subject lines that are things like Kennedy's going to be angry, uh, you know, like that implies some sort of dispute. He had one job. (laughs) Always intrigued to see what that was. So yeah, Kennedy's fired is this week's. Uh, This week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. I think anytime you can create tension in your emails, any kind of copy is a really good thing. Like if you're not creating some kind of tension, it could be comedic tension. It could be like Kennedy's fired. That's like a real tension thing when they know that obviously Rob and I have been friends for... 18 maybe more years Uh, that's a really really powerful one thanks for that awesome stuff if you haven't already make sure you hit the subscribe button and share this on your social media otherwise i've i've loved doing this one having a bit of chat with you this was really insightful so we'll see you all next week